All right. Sorry, guys. I was trying to edit some stuff. So what's happening? What's up? We got uh, Reptile Revival here. Looks like we got two people so far. So I'm going to give everybody a second to get on here. Brian, are you still here? If you are, uh, say something in the comments so make sure everything's working. I'm not. I'm doing this on Wi-Fi today, so I didn't uh, wasn't able to hook up my computer to or my uh, my computer to my router or whatever. So, how's it going, Renku? How are you? Glad to be here. It's been a long time coming. I uh, wanted to do this separate channel here, so. Um, I'm going to give a few more minutes, see if anybody else jumps on here. I was trying to live stream this to YouTube and to Facebook, but for some reason I was having issues with it streaming to both, and I'm still trying to figure this out, so, yeah. Let's see, cool. So, uh... For you guys that don't know, I'm uh, Jake Klotz. I run JK Reptiles. We do pretty much specifically retics, different combo retics. Um, really big into the Sulawesi stuff. That's kind of my my love, my passion. Um, I was doing a podcast with my buddy James. Um, that was the retic exchange. We uh, it was just going to be too tough. I'm not going to go too much into detail, but. Um, it, it, scheduling was just super hard for us to, uh, to be able to do them together. Uh, I work nights, he works super early in the mornings. Um, yeah, just was very tough. Our scheduling to, to make it happen was super tough. So we ended up, uh, deciding that it would just be easier for him to do the retake exchange. And I wanted to do, go off and do my own thing. So, um, been trying to get things going, trying to get things started. I wanted to uh, make sure I kind of had my ducks in a row before I dropped it and started the podcast. So I, uh, number one was my, whoop, this side, my uh, my logo. Wanted to make sure I had that done. So big shout out to my friend Adeline. Um, awesome, awesome designer. She uh, she did a great job on it. She absolutely nailed my, my, uh, my vision for the logo. Um, was very, I was very wishy-washy on what I wanted to name this. Um, I had a few other names it lined up. I just think Retech Radio really kind of, kind of hit what I was trying to do. Um, even though this technically is not radio, um, I am working on getting this um, set up so I can put it on the Spotify and hopefully Apple Music. I'm still trying to learn that whole world of how do I convert a podcast um, that's primarily visual, YouTube, Facebook. Um, how can I take the audio from this podcast and put it straight to, um, straight on to Spotify? Give me one second, guys. I'm trying. I don't know why none of this stuff was, uh, was showing, but, uh, yeah. Okay. So it looks like we got one person on here so far. I'm surprised more people are not in here yet. Where's everybody at, guys? Come on. Fuck. Let's see. Let me uh, let me do this really quick. Uh, where are we at? Just want to try to get this because I know I'm gonna have. What's up, guys? I see a few more people popping in right now. I just want to bump this up on uh, a couple of the pages real quick. Um, so I didn't really, uh, didn't really promote it today as much as I wanted to being Mother's Day. Um, what's up, Dax? I had no idea that was you, brother. No clue. Um, but yeah, I wanted to promote this a little bit more today, but I was just swamped with Mother's Day stuff, as I'm sure most of you guys were. So, um, Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, for you guys that don't know me, I'm Jake. Um, this is going to be like our little debut episode for the Retick Radio. Um, so my whole, I guess I'll start, my whole goal with this uh, podcast, what I want to do, is 
um, kind of similar to what we were doing with Retic Exchange. Um, kind of seems like James and Chip are kind of going a different route. They're going to kind of talk more about issues at hand and what's going on in the community, which is stuff that we will. T I'm going to touch on here and there, um, but that's not my primary uh, objective with this podcast. Um, what I really want to do is I really want to bring on the Retic, a um, bunch of different Retic uh, people. Um, excuse me. Um, bigger breeders. Um, it'd be awesome to get some of the bigger name guys on here. Try to get like a Kevin or a Jay would be awesome. Even Bob would be cool. Um, but I want to bring like even like the mid-level, lower-level newer keepers. There's a ton of newer keepers that are absolutely awesome that are doing great things in the retic world. They they really are. They're what's the word I'm looking for? They're really getting like their stuff organized and together and are, are they're just doing it right. You know, they're not out there buying a million snakes, random stuff. They're they're doing their homework, they're researching, they're doing that stuff the proper way um, in order to be successful with reticulated pythons. So I want to bring some of those guys on. Basically, it's just going to be like an interview, like an interview type uh, podcast, just me and whoever I bring on bullshitting. Um, might have a regular on here to help me. I, me and him are still talking. Um, it'd be cool to have somebody else to kind of bounce things back and forth with. This episode today is just going to be me, so I'm just going to be talking about myself, which I absolutely hate doing, um, but I mean, I figured it was a good way to kind of intro the whole podcast, um, the YouTube channel, all that stuff, and kind of talk about what we're going to do here, what the what the plan, what the ultimate goal and stuff is, so um, yeah, I don't know, what I guess I, there's a few people in there, so who's, uh, what's some breeders or people that you guys would like to see? me talk to. Um, I have a list of about 35 or 40 guys that I'm super interested in uh, in interviewing, bringing on here and talking and stuff, but um, I'm curious to see who you guys would like to see me bring on. Um, is there anybody, you know, specific or that you really would like to hear, hear from and kind of see their history and their, you know, what got them into the hobby, what's kind of their forte with, within reticulated pythons, um, you know, just kind of see what what you guys want because that's that's the reason i'm doing this is is i want to bring this stuff to you guys you know there's a lot of breeders there's a lot of stories there's a lot of info on morphs and localities and stuff like that that a lot of people don't know about and those are the guys i want to bring and i don't want to lose these stories in this history of a lot of these these morphs and stuff like that so i want to interview these guys and bring these guys on here to talk about that stuff i mean we all see what they're breeding and which we're going to talk about, but we see it pretty much what people are hatching and making and working with on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. But it, I would really like to see more of the history of the retic world, the, the you know the the history of all the animals, the morphs, where they came from, how they got them, how did they get that animal? You know, so um, Nick Nick says to bring Shane on, absolutely, absolutely, Shane for sure. Actually, me and Shane have been talking, and I was going to have him be my, my first guest, um, but like I said, I kind of wanted to do this one solo just to kind of go over like what I wanted to accomplish with this with this podcast. So, But he's he's at the top of my list, um, Weston Wenner from Wildfire Retakes. Me and him have been talking a lot. I know he's down to come on, so I want to put him on. Um, he's an awesome dude. He's killing it in the retic world. And I just love all the stuff he's doing. You know, he's doing it right. He's got badass setups. He's got his podcast going, or his, uh, not, sorry, not podcast, his YouTube going, which is awesome. Um, that's what I'm slacking on. So this is kind of a avenue for me to kind of up my YouTube game a little bit. So, um, but yeah, Weston's another guy. Um, I want to bring Travis Warren on here. Um, I have been talking to Travis Kubis, so hopefully I can get him to come on. So yeah, it's going to be cool. It's a... Uh, it's going to be cool. Yeah. Who are you talking about, Dax? Are you talking about uh, Weston, I would assume? I assume he's talking about Weston. But, yeah, Weston's a good dude. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of where I'm going, where my head is with this. Um, I don't want to be the same as, as some of the other ones out there. Um, I know Noah's doing one with, um, um, with Rob Clark. Um, like I said, I know I know James has his and Chip, so I don't want to kind of do what they're doing. I kind of want to bring my whole goal is just bring people on, bullshit talk, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's the plan with this. So 
Um, I guess what we'll do, what I can do is just kind of give you guys, I mean, I'm sure people have already kind of seen my um, history, or I think most people have if they watched the retic exchange, you kind of saw how I got into retics, but uh, I guess we'll kind of go over that just for in case there's new people. And like I said, this is kind of a fresh start. So, um, so I've been keeping retics specific. Well, I guess I should say going back as a kid, um, I never really was into, you know, books, regular books, uh, kid books, stuff like that, even as early as kindergarten. Um, I always had, you know, dictionaries or big reptile field manuals, and not even just reptile, animal, animal stuff pretty much my whole life. Um, my parents uh, worked regular jobs, but they did, they rehabbed the animals a lot. So my dad did uh, tree work for uh, Aspen Comet. So he was all traveling all over. Uh, he'd bring home like animals that like raccoons that maybe had a mom that died and the babies were sitting with her, um, all sorts of random stuff. So we always had cool animals. Um, he did work for a guy and then the guy couldn't pay him. So he got like a pot pig. So I had like, pot I had just all sorts of cool stuff growing up, but I always loved reptiles. Reptiles were my passion. Me and my friends, as early as I can remember, we'd ride bikes down to like the local, like where the railroad tracks are. There was a big, uh, the Displains River right here in Illinois. And we'd catch snakes and frogs and turtles and all that stuff. And None of my friends' parents would really let them keep this stuff, so everything kind of came back to my house. So I'd have little aquariums set up in my basement with turtles and frogs and snakes, and so I always had this passion and love for these animals. Um, then fast forward a little bit, uh, kind of same story. My dad was doing work for a buddy of his. Um, and I would, he had a, I don't know, seven, eight-foot bow constrictor, just a normal, I don't even know what, what locality or anything. It's just a red tail boa to me. Um, Guy couldn't pay my dad all the money. Knew I was super into the snakes, so my dad ended up getting the snake. I had to be like five years old, five, six years old. I was little. I was super young. And uh, so he gave him the cage. It was just a wooden frame with chicken wire with a chicken wire top that would open up from the top like this. And then it was a, it was a disaster. Big heat lamp on top. So uh, my dad got that snake for me, and we set it up in the basement. We'd go to the pet store and get, like, guinea pigs and whatever rats for it and stuff and we kept it for a little while the snake i remember the snake destroying its face from pushing it was just no clue what we were doing um so we ended up getting rid of that and then uh you know just time went on started uh started finding about the internet more getting more into the internet and seeing like that this is not this is like there's an actual world of reptile keepers and it's huge, and I started subscribing to Reptiles Magazine, and just my mind, like, exploded because there was so much cool stuff. Um, so I have a friend who worked at a huge pet warehouse here in Illinois, and uh, he could get all sorts of cool uh, reptiles, birds, and all that. So one summer, I was probably, oh, man, I don't even know, 12, 13 years old, I think I was, and I, uh, I was working with my dad doing side jobs and, uh, you know, we were cutting trees. I was just hauling brush and stuff. And I did that for most of the summer as well as mowing lawns. I mowed like four or five yard, uh, lawns in the neighborhood I lived in at the time and uh, worked my ass off all summer, about end of summer, beginning of August, I want to say it was, I, I had enough money where uh, it was actually a friend, it was a cousin's, my older cousin, it was her friend's boyfriend uh, who worked for this place. And we actually are really good friends now. So his kids come to my work. So we're just, we're tight. So he ended up uh, getting me an albino Burmese for, I think it was like 200 bucks at the time. And I was like super in love and infatuated with this snake. But came in all malnourished, uh, skinny, terrible eater, uh, uh, mites all over. It was just bad. So snake never really thrived. I put it in this giant ass like four by four by six i was huge my dad built it this big giant water pan there's a little bitty baby albino berm like this big so the thing never thrived it never never took off so it ended up passing away after a few months and my heart was just destroyed i was so upset about it so i started doing more research on these animals and uh stumbled upon stumbled across retics and i was like oh my god this is the coolest thing this was before i even knew that how big they got and just like, this is the most beautiful snake. They're the coolest looking animal. Um, I don't even think there was tigers or anything at that. Or maybe there was just tigers. This had to be, uh, this had to be like 97, 
1997 or 98. So yeah, there had to be, there were tigers out and I think super tigers just, just were produced. And uh, I think Bob was talking about albino stuff at the time. So kind of same story, you know, a year or two went by and I, I busted ass working or whatever, saved up some money. A lot of trips to the local uh, reptile pet store here in, in Tinley Park or Orland, Orland Park called the uh, Chicago Reptile House. Uh, that's owned by Brian Potter, who puts on all the NARBC shows. So um, went in there, would always look at the baby retics and all sorts of other stuff. But the retics, I'd always sit there and check them out and bug them about them and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so I worked, saved up the, enough money, and I bought my first retic, which was a tiger. And after doing some more some more research online, I found out that that animal came from Alan Cindy Baldogo. So... I stayed in contact a lot with Al and Cindy. We always, you know, they were super cool. They helped me a ton with, with, uh, retic questions and man, it was, uh, it was awesome to have them kind of help me out a lot. And then I stumbled upon, uh, the mini retic mailing group, which was, uh, online. It was like an email forum type deal. So you'd put your post up and it would be emailed to everybody and there was threads. It was, it was cool. Um, but man, I annoyed everybody on that group. I was 15 years old, maybe 14 or I think it was 14. And man, I was just, everybody could not stand me. I asked the dumbest questions. I talked out of my ass. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, it was terrible. Nobody would have helped me. You know, I'm a 14 year old kid with a retic talking about, I want to buy a bunch. I want to breed them. I want to sell them. I want to be involved nobody wanted to help me everybody thought i was a piece of shit so um ended up talking getting in contact a lot with uh, jim gaspar who was who passed away um a while back but he was the only dude that gave me advice and helped me and really like really like talked to me um you know and and kind of showed me kind of the ins and outs of the 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 breeding and you know he uh i mean man he helped me so much you know, he talked me out of deals on stuff. I mean, I was working. I had a, I had some money for a 14-year-old kid. I mean, I, I could buy snakes and stuff. So, you know, I, if I would have done what I wanted to do, I would have ended up with so many animals and just it would have been a nightmare. So he kind of really helped me, like, guide me in a way. Um, just like Dax. <laughs> Dax, you're a good guy, man. You got you got it down pat, buddy. You're, uh, you're doing it the right way. That's for sure. Um yeah, so I just, uh, so yeah, I was 14 with a tiger retic, and I was so hooked on this thing. I did it right. I, I mean, right by that, by standards of that, I had it in a nice little aquarium. Uh, setup was perfect. Heat and temp were spot on. Snake was slamming food, growing insanely fast, and I couldn't get enough of it. I just, man, I love that snake. So. It got to about, that snake got to about, man, it was probably like nine feet within its first year. Eight or nine feet. I mean, it was it was a solid animal. So I couldn't believe how quick it grew. And that was part of my love and those infatuation with them is how fast they grow. So I started working more. Um, I was 15 or 16 at the time, and I had an actual job now. And I was working after school every day, weekends. I was doing like 35, 36 hours a week as like a 16-year-old kid. Um, on top of working with my dad sometimes when I wasn't working my regular job. So, man, I bought a ton of stuff. I was buying retics and monitors and fucking everything under the sun. Um, so got a little got a little over overboard with everything. And uh, I had so many animals in my room. And everything was, like I said, old school with the big dome, halogen dome lamps. My room was like a constant, like 95 degrees. It was terrible. I was sleeping excuse me, I was sleeping on the couch in our living room because I could not sleep in our bedroom. It was just too insane. It was just too hot. So parents were like, this is this is getting out of hand. You can't be sleeping on the couch. So we ended up putting all my animals in the basement. My dad, my parents were super supportive, which if, uh, if I didn't have them help, like being supportive, I don't know if I would have stuck with it, to be honest. So they helped me. We kind of got everything, a little reptile room put together in the basement. Had my alligator, snakes, lizards, the whole deal down there. It was awesome. Um, had them for a while. Never. I was so close to breeding them. They were right of age. And then I was about 17 or 18, and I kind of kind of lost, lost the passion. I, I loved them, but I was 
chasing girls, and I had was getting into the car scene, and I had a, a badass car, and kind of the animals were, were kind of suffering a bit. I just wasn't spending as much time with them as I should have been. So I ended up selling them all. But I stayed, I stayed online, and I followed everything that was going on, all the breeders and stuff. And uh, so it was about three years later. I was like 21, and uh, my parents were moving out of town or out of state, and I was staying. I was staying in Illinois. So once they moved, I was like, "All right, time to get another snake." So I went out, bought another tigery tick female, and that was it, man. Ever since then. So this was in uh, what was that 2003? I was 18. So was that 18? Uh, 2006. So 2006, I kind of went just just crazy and i started buying shit left and right left and right um my collection grew grew and grew to what it is today i mean i haven't had a snake i haven't not had a snake since 2006 that was that was it i've had them ever since so we uh yeah grew super fast bought a lot of stuff once i started producing animals you know i was trading stuff to like to jay i traded some stuff to kevin I was getting badass stuff in. I spent tons of money on stuff and got like, just uh, yeah. It was it was crazy. It was uh, insane how quickly it happened. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago, and but it, it was a decent amount of time. So that was kind of my, how I got into into the whole reptile world, retic world. Um, I mean, there's a lot more into that which we could touch um, we can touch on in depth. And I'm just kind of reading off some notes that I've made of stuff that I wanted to uh, to talk about. But um, that's kind of how I started into retics and stuff. So pretty much everybody, I think, knows what I keep, kind of what my, my passion is in the retic world. Um, I'm big into Sulawesi. That's the locality I love. I love, love, love that locality. Um, I actually had Sula stuff when I was younger. I bought it wild caught at a show. I think I paid a hundred bucks or 150 bucks in these little tiny deli cups. I bought I bought a pair of them. The female never acclimated. This was wild caught stuff. So this the female never acclimated and passed away fairly quick. Um, the male though was a beast, man. He he started slamming food. He was growing super fast, insanely colored. Um, this was probably 90, had to be like 98 or 99, somewhere in there. Um, and I, 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 at the time, I didn't know it was a Sulawesi for sure. Like, I was reading books, and I kind of was looking on the Internet. I just knew it didn't look like, at the time, what they were calling the yellowheads or the silver retics, which, which was what I remember seeing a lot as a kid. Um, crazy pattern, you know, the intertwined zigzag rope, the big dots on the head, um, the big donut holes down the spine, all that stuff. I was like, wow, that thing's crazy. So I ended up buying it, buying the pair. Um, but that thing was an asshole. He was so mean. So I raised him for a year or so. He's about six foot, five, six foot animal and just mean as hell. So I ended up, it was the first year of, uh, Tinley and ARBC. And I remember bringing that animal with me, sneaking it into the show because you weren't allowed to bring outside animals. And I uh, ended up trading it to a guy named Michael Whitefeather. So I don't know. A lot of people probably don't know who that is. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to go into details about him. Um, he's always done right by me. We talk occasionally. Um, but yeah, we ended up doing a trade and he got her or him and I got a really cool Super Tiger from him. So I was super into Super Tigers too. But yeah, so Sulas are like my jam. That's what I love. I mean, I got a bunch of crosses. I'm dying to make peers. Um, I did have peers incubating one time in my life. It was my first year breeding retics and, uh, the clutch before that pipped on like day 78 or 79, something like that. And I was freaking out. And so I, like an idiot, I decided to cut the Sula eggs at like day 79 or 80. Cause I was like, Oh, they're not pipping. What's going on. So I cut a couple and fully formed big babies in there, but they weren't ready. And I'm an idiot. And I ended up killing them. It was a super small clutch. Like there was like 10 eggs and I think only four made it full term. Um, they were some of the coolest, coolest looking baby Sulas I've ever seen produced to, to this day. Um, the two were insane. They had literally the in, intertwined ropes from the neck to the, to the tail. It was 
unbelievable. I have pictures somewhere online of that snake. It was, uh, I think that was a female. That snake was, that's my goal. I need to make one of those. So that's, that's, that's my ultimate Sula goal. Um, super heavy into the anthrax. Anthrax is probably one of my favorite recessives. Um, I don't know. It's the best. It just looks insane. It's so evil looking. Um, and it just does such cool things with everything that it's combined with. I mean, I haven't really seen anything that it doesn't look good with. Um, GC anthrax is kind of meh. I mean, I like it because I like the, I like the patternless, you know, super motleys. I like, um, I like the darker patternless, uh, animals. So, um, yeah, I really, I mean, I don't know. There's really nothing bad so far that's been produced with anthrax. So we'll see. I'm sure something. I know ja Jaguar is one of those genes that a lot of people are thinking is going to look cool. I'm I'm on the fence. I don't know. But I'm not a big Jaguar guy. So, I mean, that could be. I'm a little biased. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. So anthrax stuff. What else? What else? Um, Phantom. Phantom was kind of. I think Phantom was kind of the. the for me, kind of like the biggest, best purchase I could have done. Um, I purchased uh, a male Platinum Phantom, which at the time was, I believe, one of two males produced that Nerd had at the time. Um, and his brother went to the UK. Somebody, I, uh, I forget who it was in the UK. I don't know if it was Michael Earn or uh, Stuart, uh, was it Stuart Wayne or whatever? Somebody over in the UK bought him. So there was only one male left, and I, I, I ended up picking him up. And that male really kind of, that male really kind of helped my collection. Without that snake, I probably would have wouldn't have anything close to what I have now because I made so many cool animals, and I traded those babies for so many high-powered snakes in my collection that without without that snake, without that breeding, I, uh, I probably wouldn't have had half what I have. Um, so yeah, that was at the time that was my biggest reptile purchase by far. It was a lot of money. I uh, I like maxed out one credit card and half of another credit card to buy that animal. It was this was it that, to me. This was going to be my gamble. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend all this money and it's it's got to prove out. It's gotta gotta work for me. Gotta make me my money and my footprint in the in the community. And it it did in my opinion. I mean, I hear a lot of people say that's what I'm known for is phantom stuff. So. Um, I think I'm known for the phantoms. Yeah, like Dax, Dax is saying, the blondes, I think the blondes too. I'm one of only like a handful of guys, I believe, really working with the blonde stuff. Um, it's myself, my buddy Terry. I know Bob's doing still quite a bit of stuff with blondes. Um, I mean, that's really it as far as I can think of. I don't know of anybody else that's really doing a lot of blonde stuff, which is absolutely insane to me. The blondes are one of the coolest albino morphs on the planet. I mean, they go through such an insane color change that why you wouldn't want that, have that in your collection is mind-blowing to me. Um, I love them. And they just look, they just look so different from the mochinos, from the orange glows, from everything else that it's, I don't know. I don't know how people don't get into it more, but... Yeah, the blonde stuff's cool. I got some cool blonde pairings this year. I mean, we did a lot of blonde stuff. I made Platinum Phantom Blondes. I made Platy Phantom Tiger Blonde. Uh, unfortunately, that male didn't make it, but I only made one, but he was cool. Um, I do have a blonde Phantom Sun Tiger male that me and my buddy Terry ended up doing a breeding collab on. So I have him here. I have a GC Tiger that's 100% hat blonde that I think I'm going to put to my blonde tiger this year. So we could see GC Super Tiger Blondes. Um, now I heard somebody in the UK, I don't know if that was, uh, Jacob or somebody, um, overseas, I'm pretty sure made blonde GC, but I've only heard of it. I have not seen it. Um, so that's, we'll see. I don't know if it's world first. I don't care. I just think a blonde GC is going to be awesome. Um, what else, what else am I known for? Um, I think that's kind of it. I mean, that, those are like the three morphs that I'm really, really, really into, or the three, three or four animals that I'm super into. Um, I have a lot of other cool stuff though. I mean, I have a lot of, I have some albinos, I have some mochinos, um, I still have a little bit of genetic stripe stuff. Um, 
What else? I got my Bad Eater, which I fucking love that snake. I got that girl from Janet Lee. That snake is incredible. One of my favorite snakes just because I love hybrid stuff. Um, I'm a big, big, big hybrid lover. Um, so that snake is awesome to me. She's slamming food now. She's putting on some serious weight. We're gonna uh, we're gonna really try to make some jungle retics with her. If I if I can if I can do it, I really want to purchase one of those Super Timor pythons from Daniel Solis. And for those that don't know, the, the Super Timor is a Timor retic hybrid. And I would love to put that to the bad eater and make some triple hybrid stuff, some berm retic uh, Timor hybrids. I don't know if it would happen, but that would be awesome. That would be insane to me too. Um, uh, Nick Cooney, thanks bro. Known for making the best pies that have been produced in Ohio. Yeah, the pies were, a lot of people have been, man, the pies were, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very unlucky person in life. Me, me and my father have a joke that we have clots luck, which is, we always say that's just, we have shit luck. My wife always tells me she's jinxed marrying me. Um, I don't have good luck. Never have. It's whatever. That's life. So when I cut that clutch and those babies were that high white and I saw those white heads, I pretty much almost fainted. I'm not even joking. I was freaking out like I've never freaked out before. Um, you know, mom was almost no white whatsoever. I mean, not one crossover, not even white sides. Um, Dad was a nice-looking pie. He was a pie tiger. Um, he has a couple crossovers, super high white size. He's, he was very nice. He wasn't like an in, the most insane pie I've ever seen, but he was a very nice-looking male. So never in a million years would I have thought to make, I would have made a high white pie, let alone over half that clutch was high white. And how, I think there was like five or six white-headed pies. So... Yeah, that clutch, I'm still blown away that I made those. I wouldn't say I'm known for those, but, I mean, people have been making killer pites. Weston made inside insane pites. Um, who else? Um, Bob is knocking out insane pites. Jay's making inside pites. A lot of guys are making cool pites. For me, personally, the, the reason I think mine are pretty cool is because of the fact that it's just a tiger and a normal, and the, the normal has no white. So the thought process has been you need tiger to tiger, super tiger pies are what's going to be super high white. Um, and, yeah, it's so, like, just the, the, the fact that I made what I made from those two animals, I just I cannot believe it. Um, Nick says, am I going to repeat that breeding? Uh, not really, because I no longer have the male. So I got rid of the male to that, that clutch. Hopefully that wasn't a bad decision. Um, we're gonna find out. I do have um, so I do have two males that I'm holding back from my clutch. The one male is the highest white animal in the clutch. He's he's ninety over ninety five percent white. I mean he has like one little spot of normal and a little patch on his head. So um, I'm keeping him, and then I have a really nice white headed, super high white sided male. So. I mean, I'm going to take one of those males and breed them back to mom and see what happens. You know, mom is supposed to be 100% head albino. Dad is supposed to be a poshead. So, I mean, we're going to shoot. We're going to gamble and see. I mean, I don't really care if I make albino pies necessarily, um, at least not with this breeding, because I do have a golden child, um, a golden child pie that's 100% head, so I could make them. But I'm actually... I'm actually going to take that GC pie head that I have, and I'm putting him to my Motley Sun Tiger that's a uh, head albino from Shane. So be nice to prove her out and hit on some Motley GC Sun Tiger albinos that are 100% head pie. Run one of those back to the female pie I have. So we'll see. I mean, it's a lot of what-ifs and a lot of if this breeding happens, to hold back some of these and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So... We're going to see what happens with that. But, yeah, the pides were cool. The pides were one of those. Yeah, that was such a sick breeding. So I, I appreciate all the love from everybody. My that was I've never gotten so much love about a clutch in my life. That that was awesome. So thank you to all you guys for showing me love and support. 
Dax, I know you got that mail from me, which is he's insane. That snake, I would almost swear, is a is a is a platinum. He's so bright. Um, but yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, what else? What else do I have that I'm kind of known for? That's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, I have a lot of random other shit, but it's probably the the phantoms, the anthrax, the pides, the blonde, and the sulas are pretty much what I'm known for. Um, those are all my favorite. And if I honestly, if I had to pick one out of all of that stuff to work with, it would honestly be my sula stuff. That's my favorite. That's my favorite uh, retic in in the world right now. It, I mean, it's always been my favorite, but. Nick says, let's see, albino pieds are eh. I cannot wait to see what you do with the hypo gene. So, yeah, I guess we can uh, we can touch on that. Yeah, albino pieds are kind of mad. I think that's mostly because they're white phases. Um, the lavenders look pretty sweet. You know, Shane had some really nice ones. Uh, when I was in Arlington, I saw Bob's, and those looked really good. The purples are freaking cool. And then I, I got to see uh, Don Munson made orange glow pieds. That snake's insane, too. I think when that's I think when we start seeing orange glow pied, like fifty percent white, is going to be phenomenal. And then we're going to have mochino pieds. Hopefully, I know Izzy's got a clutch on the ground, and I saw Sal has a clutch of mochino pieds on the way right now too. So, mochino pieds are going to be cool. Orange glow pieds are sick. Indo caramel pieds are going to be sick. There's a lot of I think once we start getting those T positive lines, are going to be insane. Um, Jacob, I don't know his last name, Drake, Jacob Drodz, Drozda or whatever, um, in, I think he's in Poland, he owns a Reptilab, he made blonde pieds, that snake is on another level, that is the coolest pied, or the, what is it called, that is the coolest albino pied morph I've ever seen, that snake is unbelievable, so I am actually going to shoot for making my own hats here. I don't know when. I only have one visible visible blonde, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I'm going to make my own heads and do that project because I'm that project is insane to me. That's one of the coolest albino pied projects in the world. But I do agree that the the white phase albino pieds are are not very impressive. What else? Thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. She's awesome. She's actually. She actually almost got me yesterday when I was cleaning. So she's, which is weird because she's normally a super chill snake. But yeah, she, uh, I don't know, that would have been a bad bite. It would have been right on the hand. Um, Taylor, I did see Bob's uh, platy, platy hypos. They were a lot. I ended up, uh, I ended up picking up one of uh, his platinum tiger hypos. So. I got a platy tiger hypo male, and then I got an ultra ivory um, female that's uh, at least 100% hot. She's sorry, I, man. Dinner tonight with the family. Got gas. I'm super, super burpy today. Um, yeah, so I ended up getting an ultra ivory. She's 100% hot at minimum. She's possibly a visual, a visual hypo. I don't believe she is, but she's at least a hat. The male I got is awesome. He actually just shed, like just shed out. Actually, uh, I'll wait. I'm going to take get some good pictures of him. I don't want to ruin it on the video. So he looks really good. Um, he needs a meal or two in him, though. He's a little on the thin side. So I'm going to I gotta go pick up some live rats for him and uh, hopefully get him eaten here pretty soon. So, but, yeah, that's uh, what else do I have. So, my favorite morphs, uh, localities, obviously locality Sula. There's no even reason to touch on that. Everybody knows that's my thing. Um, my favorite morphs. So right now, my favorite morphs are definitely Ocelot, without without a doubt. That's my favorite. Um, Hypo's up there. Hypo's one of my favorites, too. A lot of it is, honestly, the rarity of them. Um, since there's not a lot of people working with them, that's why they're up there in my favorites. Um I really like the jigsaw stuff. Um, if Shane can get that going, would be awesome. I think that's going to do a lot of cool stuff in the hobby. Um, seeing what those guys are doing overseas with it, the jigsaw sons, the J jigsaw motleys, motley tiger—they're cool. Um, 
I mean, I like a lot. I like I pretty much like everything. There's not really much that I don't like. Um, I'm not really a big anery guy. I I don't know. I just can't. I just don't like it. I mean, there are some very, very pretty and very nice looking anery stuff. I just, I don't know. It's not, it's not my thing. Uh, you know, titanium's another one, you know, which is a lot of people don't like titanium. Um, I don't know. Again, it's a patternless kind of dolls looking snake. I mean, I just hatched out a bunch of golden child phantom combos, but I mean, again, it, yeah, it's the same. Patternless, just patternless brown or yellow snakes don't do it for me. Um, I like a lot of pattern, but it's weird because I really like white, all solid white snakes, and I really like uh, black snakes, but I don't like brown. Brownish snakes are kind of, I don't know. It's weird. I, I just, I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like. It's just how it goes. Um, yeah. I know, I know. There's a, uh, I know. There's a lot of people that love Anry. That's the big thing right now is Anry super dwarfs and, and you know, and I, I you know, and that's the thing too. Like I'm not even a big super dwarf guy. I don't really care for them. Now I'm going to get some eventually. I had some in the past and I will get some more, but it's tough because uh, that's the whole reason I feel like we get into retics is we get into retics because of their size. You know, at least for me, that's the that's. To me, that's why I love retics is because they get big and massive and huge. I'm not going to get a retic. I don't really want to keep a retic that gets five or six feet. Kind of loses loses that kind of desire, you know, at least for me. Again, this is all my opinion. I'm not saying negative stuff about anything. I'm just, this is how I look at things and how, how I feel, you know. So, um, yeah, the super dwarfs are just not... My jam. I will probably get into some again, just because everybody's working with them, and maybe my opinion will change. Maybe I'll get some and I'll love them. I just remember the ones that I used to have were like first generation off wild caught stuff. They weren't mean, but they were flighty as shit. They would piss on you nonstop. You could never hold them. They just move, move, move. They would destroy their faces, and I just got sick of it. I was like, I'm done. I'm done with these snakes. So. I got rid of my head stuff from, uh, it was Corey Browning line stuff, and then I had uh, some stuff from my, my buddy Chris here in Illinois that produced some really cool, I, I don't even know what they were, Kawadi Cross stuff, or I don't know, they were tiny, tiny, not even as big around as my pinky, they were so little, but um, yeah, that's just not what I'm into. Um, mainly locally stuff is awesome, I just can't keep a ton of them. Yeah, I mean, I will agree with you that locality stuff is is definitely where it's at. Um, I love all the – I do really like the locality stuff, the Helmaharas, the Ternates. Um, I would love to see somebody make some pure, like, legit Ambons. Ambons are probably probably my second favorite locale. Um, I know Nick and Wolfgang are doing a lot with, like, the Malaysians and stuff like that. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. Um Rodney's doing some cool stuff. Me and Rod, Rodney blocked me, so I can't see what's going on on his stuff anymore. But, but I know he makes cool shit. We don't agree on a lot, but I do genuinely think Rodney knows his shit extremely, extremely well. He's a very, very smart individual, um, and I do would like to do some business with him and buy some some locale stuff for sure. Um, but yeah, the, as far as my locality stuff, it's Sula. For me, it's Sula. Everything that's my goal. I want to put Sula into. GC, I want to put Sula into Phantom. I want to put Sula, I want to do even higher cross Sula stuff. You know, I do have a 75% Sula tiger male breeding a pure Sula female. So we're looking at 87.5% Sula tiger crosses. Um, I'm raising up a pretty good group of 50% uh, Sula motley stuff. I have, uh, what do I have? I have 1.1 50% Sula motley sun tigers, uh, female. 50% Sula Sun Tiger, and then I have my 75%ers. I have a female 75% Sula Platy and a 75% Sula Platy Tiger. So um, I got a lot of a lot of percentage, a lot of you know high percentage stuff. So that's that's I can't work with everything as much as I would love to. So I'm focusing on my Sula stuff only and just going to try to do everything I can do with it. Um, 
because I can't do it all. I like the morphs. If I just like locale stuff, it would be a lot easier, but I like all the morphs, so I'm just going to try to put Sula into everything and just run the world on Sula's. That's the plan. Um, but yeah, those are, I mean, really, Annery stuff is, Annery stuff just don't, don't do it for me, and Citron. Everything else I really like, like I said, Ocelot. Ocelot and Hypo are, are kind of the two that I'm, I'm feeling the most right now. Um, I was going, you know, I'm torn. I, that's kind of what, uh, whoops, I'm getting blown up. Um, sorry, I have people messaging me, asking me if we're live. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was really torn on whether to invest in Ocelot or Hypo, and I honestly like Ocelot more than I like Hypo, like considerably more. I love the Hypo gene. Love it. I love what it looks like. I love what it does. I think with other combos, it's going to be insane. Um, Hypo Anthrax, I'm thinking Hypo GC, Hypo Genetic Stripe. I mean, really, there's a lot of cool Hypo projects out there. Um, but Ocelot is just fucking insane. I mean, if you guys have not seen an Ocelot in person, you're missing out. It is the most insane looking snake on the planet you know when we when we were in arlington um the crazy looking yeah i know nick that snake is i'm i'm talking to aubrey i really want to get that snake so bad i just it's tough it's a lot of money the snake and it's a, the project is one thousand percent worth it to me um a snake like that i just man i don't know it's tough i I really want a visual. I really want a visual if I'm going to raise one up. That's my problem, you know. So, um, but yeah, I do think Ocelot to me is probably the best looking one out right now. And then when Jay made the combos, the Ocelot Tiger, I, I never in a million years would I have thought that that snake would have looked as good as it does. And the fact that that snake came out like that, I'm, I look at that. I honestly have that picture as a background on my phone, and I cannot believe it looks as good as it looks. It's it's insane it looks like a hybrid doesn't even look like a retic it looks like something you would see i mean it looks like a jungle cross uh it's it's crazy so imagining seeing those snakes in with other morphs like i keep thinking ocelot anthrax ocelot um ocelot hypo would be ideal that would be the ideal route to go i just got to convince somebody to let me use an ocelot female um aubrey you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, but the Ocelot is the shit. I mean, if you guys have not seen an Ocelot in person yet, you are missing out. That snake, the silvers on it, and just the attention that that snake gets. Like I said, when we were in Texas, um, Aubrey bought, brought one of his breeder males, and he pulled that thing out and, like, was at behind the booth, and that snake drew so much attention I mean, you had guys, you had guys coming up from like the ball python world checking out, like, what the fuck is this thing? You know, Miguel from Always Evolving was was checking out. He actually did a video on it. A bunch of guys actually did videos on it. Um, it, it. It is one of the most, and I don't even think, I mean, by itself, by itself, it looks that good. So it's hard. It's even hard to beat that snake by itself. I even adding all these genes. I don't know. I think you might even lose some of that cool factor. Um, once you start getting the caramels, I think a caramel ocelot or a orange glow, that's that's going to be it. That's going to be a mic drop snake for sure. I mean, you really are not going to top that animal. I don't see any, especially with us not being able to import anything anymore. As soon as a caramel, a true caramel ocelot gets made, that's it. There's nothing. I don't. I don't care. I do not think that there's going to be another retic ever produced that's going to beat the look of that snake. Just there's no way. There's no way that snake is going to look so impressive. So, and yeah, I just when I bought my hypo, that's what I was kind of. I know I'm jumping around back and forth, um, but that was my 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 mindset was. I looked at it more as an investment opportunity for me. And as much as I love Ocelot and as much as I think it's the best looking gene out there right now, I just, there's a lot more guys that I know that I, and I could be wrong. I, there could be guys not saying anything, but there's more guys that I see working with Ocelot than I do with Hypo. That's the only thing that scares me is I'm going to drop 
you know, I think I think they're still on 20, 25 grand. And one, I can't drop $25,000 on a snake. I just cannot do it. I can't even drop half that on a snake right now. But, and if I get one, I want to raise a female because I need the female anyways, and I don't want to get a male to breed to make heads that I'm still going to have to raise for four years. I would rather raise a female for four years and at like three-year mark, then get a male, and then that last year raise the male up with the female. So it's hard for me to say I want to, I'm going to go drop 20 grand on a female that I can't do nothing with for four years, and here you have numerous, you know, you got a bunch of guys, a lot of the big-name guys too. Jay's got them. Uh, Samson has them. Kevin's got them. Aubrey's got them. Sal's got them. There's, there's numerous guys. There's other people that have them too. So how do you – you know, you invent, these are all guys that can breed mad retics. So how do you, for me, I looked at it as the hypo is the better route for me to go. I still think you can make good money off of either one. So that's the route I went. I do want an Ocelot very badly. And that's my goal. That's my next thing. It's an Ocelot or if Shane makes jigsaws, one of the two. And that's, that's it after that. After those two snakes, there's really not much else I need to get. So, I don't even think Nick says in four years there'll be 10 grand. I I mean, I don't think it's going to take four years, you know. And, I mean, I look at it, it they're never going to be like cows, I don't think. I don't think, I mean, even cows now, you can, I've seen guys sell cows for a thousand bucks, you know, under a thousand bucks. And, that's, I mean, that's really what they're about worth now, 1000 to 2000 depending on what genes are in them. And that's fine because you can sell, you know, 10 $1,000 snakes a lot quicker than you're going to sell a $10,000 snake. It's just how it is. It's simple, you know, it's simple economics. So, yeah. Um, what else? I know we kind of are rambling. It's a lot harder to do this by myself than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be super easy, um, but it's not. So, Sorry if this is kind of a weird podcast. Like I said, we're going to – next one I'll have somebody on with me. It'll be a lot more smoother. Um, my next one would be my breeding goals or plans. Breeding goals would be Sulas, pure Sulas, finally. Um, any cross Sula stuff I still want to do. Um, I want to make some more blonde anthrax stuff very badly since I only made one. Um, that's a goal of mine. Um get my hypo up to size and make some crazy ass hats. So that's another project. Mm, what else? What else do I really want to make? I'm trying to think what else. There's so many, so many projects. Um, I'm actually waiting for these guys to hatch out. These are due July 1st. Those are going to be cool. Um, platinum. It was a Mochino Motley female to a platinum phantom. Platinum Phantom Sunfire Het Purple Poss Het Anthrax. So, Mochino, Motley, Platinum, Phantom, Sunfires, which are going to be cool. I'm excited for those if I make them. Um, I want to make Pides again, hopefully with a higher white male. With a higher white male, um, I think I can make even cooler stuff. So those are kind of, I mean, I don't really have a ton of crazy breeding plans. Those are just kind of the ones I'm really, really shooting. Oh, oh, and I have a top secret project that I'm working out with Tyree. So hopefully that goes through. I don't actually think it's that top secret, but it's a cool anthrax project. So that's working on that too. So um, let's see. Oh, Nick, Nick asks, what do I think about the Aztec gene? It's fucking crazy. I love it. I absolutely love it. You know, I remember when they, they first started making Aztec and it proved out to be genetic. Um, it, it was cool. I didn't think really, like, it was, like, that awe-inspiring. But then after seeing, like, the purple Aztec and the Motley Aztec stuff, damn. That, those, those fucking snakes. I, I bet you, I will bet that within, as long as shit doesn't get crazy with the Lacey Act and all that stuff, I bet you within the next two to three years we'll see Aztec in the States watch that's how good looking that snake is that I bet you end up seeing it in the States you know but it's it's badass it's very good looking animal um what else can we see the paradox baby you produced nope 
No, you can't. You cannot see her. No, she's she's tucked away right now. I'm gonna try feeding him tonight, so I don't want to screw with him too much. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I just I haven't gotten them to eat yet, so I want to see if I can get at least a couple at least a couple of them to eat tonight. So that's why I'm not trying to mess with them. I actually forgot I wasn't even gonna do the podcast in this room because I was afraid with the light on. Um, but I'll get some pictures for you. I'll send you some secret some secret pictures or texts. Um, yeah, though, as far as breeding program, that's really about all like my, my goals this this coming up season. Um, the next one would be, what would I like to add to my collection? I think we kind of touched on that. Would be, uh, uh, oh my God, Ocelot. I definitely want to add Ocelot to my Ocelot. Um, jigsaw when they get made. And what else? Oh, there was something else I want to add. I'm still trying to add, I still want to add a Mochino Anthrax to my, to my collection. Just because I love them. And I'm trying to get my buddy, my buddy Travis. Let's go, buddy. Let's hook it up. I really want to get one. He made some of the nicest I've seen. So that's, those are really the only snakes I really want to add. Now, there's other animals I want to add to the collection for sure. Um, Shane's water monitors. Fucking insane. I'm so happy for him. I'm so fucking happy for him. That's an awesome, awesome feat for him to do. Um, and then to prove it out the way he proved it out, I think it's fucking crazy. So when I get him on here, we're going to talk about it, even though this is the retick radio, retick radio, we're going to talk about it because that, that's, that's so cool that he proved it out, like proved out the way that the gene worked and it's his first monitor breeding ever. So pretty neat. Um, but I would love to add a water monitor from him. Um. I wanted a monitor again for a long, long time, and I was trying to hold out and get a croc, but I don't know. It's just the space for one. I mean, a water monitor takes a lot of room, but a croc is just another level. And I, I just got too many other animals. If when I get a croc, I want to make sure that I have more than enough time to devote to it. You know, like I, I, a water monitor is going to be hard too, but. I'm not as nervous about getting bit by a water monitor as I am by getting bit by a croc monitor. I've seen what they can do. They can really fucking, like, ruin your life. So, I just, yeah. So, that, but goals are, one day I will own a croc monitor or a pair. And uh, I still want to get some scrub pythons. I had some and I got rid of them. So, I want to get some scrubs. And uh, I'd love to get a pair of bolins just to have expensive like $20,000 pair of pets but that's really as far as snakes go and lizards go that's really it I don't really want to own a ton of different species I love a lot of stuff but there's just not a lot of stuff I want to keep I'm very like I like what I like and that's what I want I don't want a million different species I just want a couple that I like and that's it so you know it's I would love to get into venomous but I don't have the balls to get into venomous too scared and then having kids and then having the collection in my house no way um i've always been like in love and fascinated with like rattlesnakes so but i just won't i just refuse to own one um they're cool as hell what else yeah that's it really so um what did nick say let's see you think someone else going on with that paradox girl other than super phantom um, so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she's uh, Golden Child, and I'm pretty sure she's Sunfire, if not Super Sun. So I think she could be everything minus Tiger. So I think she could be Super Phantom, Super Sun, GC. Um, I don't believe she's Tiger at all, but I, I'm pretty confident she's GC, um, just because of how orange, like, the Paradox spots are. And I think she's Sunfire because, again, the orange is, like, super bright and vibrant. It's really hard to get on picture without, like, it, it like, like um, fading out because it's so bright. So I, I do think she's got – if she's not – she might not be Super Sun. She could just be a Sunfire. But I, the minimum, I think she's Super Phantom, GC, and Sun. But I think there's a good chance she's Super Sun. Um, 
yeah, that's that's another state that I still can't believe I made. I'm still in in shock that I made a paradox or anything. That's that's pretty cool. So, what else? I'm just trying to read some of these comments. There's quite a few of them. Um, we kind of talked about goals of the podcast a little bit at the beginning. Um, for anybody that's in here, I'm just, I'll run through it real quick. Um, so, like, my goal with this, um, for you guys that know, like, I was doing the podcast with James, and uh, we were we were talking, and, and it, you know, kind of we're bringing on guests and stuff, and then when we split up and he's doing his own thing, I feel like he's kind of doing more of the talking about the shit that uh, is going on in the hobby or within the hobby and stuff. And uh, I think I'm going to kind of keep going the route we were going with bringing on guests and stuff. Um, I like that format for me a little better. And we will. I mean, we are going to touch on some stuff that's going on in the community, but I don't want that to be the, the main focus of the community. The whole point I wanted to do was bring awareness of breeders, not just big breeders. I mean, I want to bring big, big name guys on here. But I would love to bring a lot of the newer guys, like, you know, a lot of the up-and-coming guys that I can see really doing good stuff in this hobby on this page or on this channel um, to kind of bring some light to them and, and kind of introduce them to the world. Um, I think that will be really cool. But I need this page to grow first in order for it to really get some exposure um, for for those guys. Man, I should have ate that food today. I'm dying right now. So that's kind of the whole goal of this podcast. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll go on little tangents and we'll talk about other random shit, but, um, that's kind of the whole point of this, in, in my opinion, of what I want to do. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm super open to criticism. If people have ideas, um, shoot them my way. You don't have to do it here. You can pretty much everybody here knows how to get a hold of me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook, or if you have my phone number, you can even text me. Um, let me know what you guys think if there's stuff you think I should change or, or, or add or take away or, you know, that's, I, I want this to grow and I want this to be a big thing, but I want everyone's opinion. I want this to be like, I want this to be the retic podcast, retic YouTube page. You know, I want this to be where everybody goes. So I need you guys to help me do that. Um, so spread the word, get the, get all the info out there. If you guys can help me, that'd be awesome. I'd really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and let's get this page up there and growing. So not sure if anybody else has any questions. We're a little over an hour, so I wanted to try to at least hit an hour. Like I said, doing this by myself with no guests or no co-hosts is a little harder than I thought. So I don't know how much more I can ramble. And I don't like I said, if there's something... There's no questions or comments I haven't seen, so I don't know if there's anything else anybody wants to me to talk about or ask or something. Now's now's the time or forever. Hold your peace. Otherwise, we will uh, we will get going here shortly. Oh, same thing. If there's any certain guests that you guys want to want would like to see me bring on, let me know. Uh, like I said, I have a long list of people that I'm interested in, and a few I've already talked to about coming on. So um, hopefully we can get them to come on. And uh, I'm really thinking I'm going to try to shoot for Shane or Weston as probably the, one of the first guests, just because I think they're they're both two of the top dudes right now. So let me know what you guys think about that. If there's anybody that you specifically want to see, let me know, and I'll reach reach out. You should really try to get Don on here. Yeah, I'd love to get Don on here. Don's Don's a fucking man, dude. He's uh, his whole operation over there is wild. It's crazy. I'm like, I'm. It's so cool to like know that that's that's how he runs his shit. It's pretty neat. It's pretty fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I'd love to get Don on here. He's the he's the pig guy. He's the pig king, man. He, uh, for you guys that don't know, Don Munson, he's uh, he's kind of like the go-to pig guy right now, at least for us in the Midwest. The dude is killing it with the pigs. I mean, he supplies pretty much everybody. And I was not a pig guy for the longest time. Like, I tried pigs years ago, and I hated them. Fed them to my retics. My retics got, like, the worst shit. They were like, oh, it was gross. So Don made, Don, oh, I'm going to give you some pigs to try. 
and I tried them, that was the greatest decision I ever did in my life because I was getting rabbits, and my rabbit guy that I would get, who I got rabbits from for years, um, he, I would have to go to his drive out to Indiana, um, pick them up, they're live, bring them home. I'd have to kill them, bag them, freeze them, and it was a f- fucking terrible day because I'm highly allergic. I die like when I go into the rabbit building. I would wear a face mask, and I still would, like, just, oh, my God, it was the worst. Couldn't breathe, couldn't swallow. My eyes were itchy. I'd have to take my wife's inhaler. It was it was horrible. Horrible. My, my whole weekend would be ruined when I had to go get rabbits. So when he brought me the pigs and I tried them and my snakes loved them, and that was all. I'm so, I'm so happy that it was the best decision I could have made, honestly. So, yeah, pigs for the win. Fuck everything else. I don't care. Pigs are the best. Um, yeah, his place is awesome, too. He's got a super sick setup. He has an insane collection, too. He's got some of the coolest combos, and he's got some sick breedings. And I think he did a uh, breeding with uh, Garrett and Andrew Acevedo and made, like, super dwarf cows, and the dude is killing it. He's got some really, really cool shit. So, um, yeah. So that's about it, guys. I don't really have much else to talk about or say. Like I said, I wanted to wanted to just do a little intro on me, JK Reptiles. You guys all know who, know who I am. I'm around. I'm always around. I'm always online. So, um, yeah. So thanks for the support. I'm going to end this podcast now. Let's, uh, if you guys can, share it, like it, give me a thumbs up. Um, appreciate everybody coming out listening to me ramble for an hour and almost seven minutes now and uh we're gonna get this going like i said this was an awkward one so next one should be a little better and as we keep going um they'll get a little better a little better i'm gonna try to do these i'm gonna hopefully try to do these every other week i'd like to do every week but i'm not gonna shoot myself in the foot so let's we're gonna try every other week um and see where it goes hopefully i can even stick to that so we'll see but I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a great rest of your night. Happy Mother's Day to all your wives and baby mamas and mothers and all that stuff. Um, share the love. Spread the word. I appreciate it. And uh, talk to you guys soon. All right. Peace.